Welcome to You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. You are ambitious in life and in your career, but something is missing. You want to bring more of your passion to what you do, because let's be honest, you pour a ton into your work and it needs to mean more. I'm your host, Laura Eigel. I'm a mom, wife, PhD, coach, advocate, introvert, and indoor rowing fanatic. I'm passionate about living a life that's in line with my values. We'll give you the actionable tips and tools you need to lead with your values, make a difference, and have career success. The world needs more diversity and authenticity in the top jobs at organizations. Your leadership belongs there. You belong in the C-suite. One of my favorite things is to get direct messages on LinkedIn from female executives. They reach out to me directly, maybe on a not so great day after back-to-back meetings or being triple booked, after a day ruled by things not moving the needle. And they think, what are we even accomplishing here? I don't feel like I'm making an impact. They reach out to connect because they want a safe space to figure out what's next for their career. Because right now in their role, they know it doesn't feel right. Something is misaligned. They know it in their gut and they've made a pivotal decision. And that's why this is one of my favorite things because these leaders are ready to be intentional and strategic in their career. That feeling might sound similar to you. You might be watching others get promoted seeing other people ascend to positions that are well beyond their skill set, and you feel frustrated and maybe not valued. I want to tell you that you can step into larger, higher paying roles while having boundaries you never even thought were possible. How would it feel to walk into your work week, knowing that you have a list of challenging things ahead of you, that you have more control over your day? You know, you might be shocked how calm and centered and focused that you feel. The opportunities are coming your way and there's no part of you that's hesitating to consider them. I want you to get more strategic in your career, to figure out that next step, to land that promotion that you want, to feel like you are in charge of your week, to set the standard for how you work and how you show up. I know that you're ready. You're ready now. Join me and other high achieving women in the six month group coaching cohort. Apply now at thecatchgroup.com slash group coaching. That's thecatchgroup.com slash group coaching. Learn more and apply today for the You Belong in the C-Suite group coaching program. Welcome to this week's episode of the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. I cannot tell you how excited I am about our guest today. You see, these amazing leaders that you'll hear from today have been some of my coaching clients. They are leaders that have prioritized their own development and their own careers. Each of these leaders participated in the You Belong in the C-Suite group coaching program, and I cannot express how excited I am for you to hear their stories and their successes. Specifically, the three leaders that you'll meet today each individually joined the group coaching program in the same cohort. In their cohort, they also had a few other leaders in it. When they individually each joined, they each wanted to figure out or answer a question for themselves. How can I become more aligned with my career? How can I be more fulfilled? 
How can I use my leadership to inspire others to be at their best? Within the six-month group coaching program, all of these leaders had stepped into new roles at new companies with more impact and most importantly, more aligned to their values, with more fulfillment, with more impact to their personal and professional lives. And they did it in community with each other, supporting each other's goals along the way. Now, not everyone who joins the program has an objective of landing a different role or a different company, but the three journeys that we are highlighting today do have that in common. Let me introduce you to these leaders. First, meet Jen Dismuke. Jen has been an HR professional for almost 20 years at large corporations such as PepsiCo and GE. She has a deep passion for organizational effectiveness, design, and talent management. In addition, Jen and her husband, Ty, are small business owners in the family entertainment industry. Next, meet Sarah Glass. Sarah is a customer success executive with over 20 years of experience in SaaS organizations, driving customer implementation, service delivery, product adoption, customer engagement, customer success, training and education, and retention and expansion strategy. Sarah has a master's degree in organizational psychology and brings over two decades of experience leading customer-focused teams in the HCM and recruiting technology space. Currently, Sarah is the global VP of customer success at Bullhorn, a global leader in the software for staffing industry. Last, meet Gayatri Kesavamurthy, or GK. GK is a technology executive with a proven track record of success and innovation spanning multiple industries. She is passionate about continuous learning and promoting women in technology. I cannot wait for you to hear about their careers, their development journeys, and to help celebrate their successes. Let's get started. Well, I want to welcome you all to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. This is a very special episode, and I'm so excited to have you here in this space. I am excited to welcome participants of the You Belong in the C-Suite group coaching program. This is um, participants from our first cohort, which seems like forever ago and just a little bit ago as well. Um, but you all have graciously agreed to talk about your experience and your careers with the audience today. And I'd love for the audience to get to know you. So um, I'm going to ask Jen if you could kick us off with your quick intro. Thanks, Laura. So my name is Jen Dismuke, and I have been in HR my whole career. Graduated from a master's program in HR and then went from, you know, started at Pepsi uh, GE into then a bank, financial institutions. And then now I am back at GE Healthcare, which is really exciting. It's a really interesting time to be in healthcare. Um, so about 18 years in total in HR and in large corporate environments. Thank you so much. GK, do you mind going next? Hi, everyone. GK, uh, my <laughs> name is rather long, so most people call me by the name GK. I've been in the technology space almost as long as Jen, almost 20 years plus. I started out with a large consulting company in the geographical information space and then worked across multiple organizations and industries 
I'm currently working for GoDaddy, looking after their care technology space. Thanks for being here. Sarah? Uh, great to be here, Laura and Jen GK. Great to uh, be with you guys as well. So I, I actually, I started out in IO psychology and kind of human resource consulting uh, and kind of over my career had transitioned really to leadership roles in HR and recruiting technology, uh, where I've really been focused for over 20 years. So I'm, I'm currently in a role of uh, VP of customer success um, at Bullhorn, which is technology company that powers the staffing industry. So very excited to be here. Well, thank you all so much for being here. And I'm excited to hear really more about your careers and about the development journeys that you've all had and um, everything that kind of brought us together as a group. This is a part of basically we have what about half of our cohort that we had um, is present here today. And you were all at different companies at the time. You are all in different roles and you're all at different aspects of your development. So, but you all made the same decision. You made the decision to invest in yourself and in your own development. So I'd love to understand kind of what made you do that? Like what, what were, where were you at the point in your career where you thought, Hey, I, I need to prioritize my development and this is the place that I want to do it. Sarah, you want to go first? For me, I, I think I felt like there was something kind of missing from a career perspective. So um, to give a little bit of context, I, I felt su been super lucky in my career to be in organizations that really focused on um, building leadership, on you know focusing on the customer, on building personal kind of peer relationships. And really have always felt kind of a strong motivation and growth in my career. And I was at a point where I, on paper, things were going great. I had a really strong career and had just been promoted, had just had a lot of expansion in terms of my responsibilities and felt like I needed a real jumpstart to be able to be as effective as possible for me and also for the people I was managing. And I wanted to make sure that I was in the right mindset to take full advantage of the opportunity in front of me. And at the same time, I, I felt like there was something missing in that particular opportunity. So whenever I was thinking about, okay, how, how do I bridge that gap between ensuring that I'm as successful as possible, really helping my team, but also making sure that I'm, I am as motivated um, as I had been in the past and, and really could grow and develop and learn. I, I thought I just needed something that would really help me. And I loved kind of the, the format and, and the context that Laura gave me about the program and having a peer group to really work and, and refine some of those leadership skills that I thought were important. Thank you so much. GK, what about you? You know, I consider myself to be a, um, a continuous learner and there's always things you can learn, especially you know, talking to a cohort of successful women like Sarah, Jen, and of course, Laura, you helping us through appealing out, you know, what, where we are today, understanding what our motivations are, setting our values explicitly, and figuring out where we want to go next, right? And having those open conversations with like-minded people around you really opens up the things that you assumed you know, but you actually hadn't thought about in a while or if ever. So for me, um, 
when I heard about this program, it was about first it was I was open to it because it was learning and because connecting with like-minded women and exploring myself and what I needed out of the next stage in my career. Thank you so much. What what about you, Jen? What made you prioritize your development? I think there's a couple things and it's probably a little bit more direct. I think I was at a point in like my career where I like I was not happy, but I couldn't put my finger on why. I just knew I wasn't excited to get to work. And like Sarah, everything looked great on paper. I just got this big promotion. I had what I would consider like a job that was a good fit. And so it looked good on paper, but I was not happy. And of course it was when I saw that Laura was leading this, I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much respect for Laura that I really wanted to look into this. But it wasn't until really going to this program that it made me realize why these things weren't matching. Cause it, again, it's like, I felt like I was burning the candle almost on like both ends in the middle. I had my dream job. So I thought, but I just wasn't happy. And so it was one of those things where it's like, okay, I have to do something different because what I am doing is not working. And so that's what really got me interested in the program, but it wasn't until we really got into it we started peeling back the onion on some of these things that I realized why I wasn't being happy. And I know we'll go into that with, you know, sort of our insights. Um, but it was, I would say that's really the reason why I said, I got to look at these things differently than what I had in the past. You mentioned it. That's a great segue. Let's talk about some of the insights. So in terms of the group experience, it is a cohort, but you're also doing kind of individual exercises that you'd then bring to the group. And so there's some room for kind of self-reflection, but then also using each other to kind of ask those hard questions, right? So some of those reflections, you know, are hard on purpose. And I put them in a certain order on purpose so that you all can gain clarity on values and put a language, like you said, to what is it really that I want? And then what am I not getting if this is what I want? So what were some of those insights or maybe even pivotal moments of insight with, um, for any of you within the program? I'll jump in on that one. I think I had a definitely moments of growth in that because when I, we started with the values and identifying our values and the values identified in the beginning of the program were what I thought my values were. And as I was going through the program and I started having these discussions, you know, with these brilliant women on the call and they were pushing back on me and asking me different questions. I realized that that's what I thought my values were and should have been, but they really weren't. And that's when I realized I wasn't happy in my current role because it wasn't aligning with what my values were. And I think the benefit of this is that you're in a cohort and a network of people that you don't know and aren't in your natural network. So when you're put in a class with folks you don't know, you're networked with people that aren't you know, we have a tendency to network with people that are same and similar for us naturally, but now you're putting this cohort with people that are from very different backgrounds and it challenges your thinking. And so that's when it started to challenge me. I said, wow, my values aren't what I, you know, thought that they were. And that was really why I was noticing I wasn't happy with what I thought I should be doing. And it actually was the impetus for me to 
do a bit of a, a change in where, you know, I was working and the things that I was doing. Uh, thank you so much. This is Sarah. I'll, I'll jump in. We were kind of laughing ahead of time because I think Jen, GK, and I had very similar experiences as we went through this program, but a, a lot of it, you know, I'll, I'll piggyback on, on what Jen said. It's like understanding the values component I thought was just so fundamental. And, you know, I, I think Jen, you probably had this experience too. I mean, we, we, we grew up in the world of HR and IO psychology. This is something we do for a living, but to kind of do that self-reflection and take a moment to say, okay, how does this apply to how I lead? I thought was really powerful and really helped me to hone in on why, why I felt something was missing. So for example, there were values around, around contribution, around influence that I could, I could pinpoint, okay, I, I, feel, I feel like I'm getting those in this situation, but I'm not getting them in this situation. And, and really being able to align to the position and say, okay, how can I get more of that? And, you know, from a, a pivotal moment, what was so interesting to me is that even though it wasn't something I was, I wasn't actively looking for another opportunity, I actually had an opportunity that came up during this program. And I will never forget kind of the session that we had after that, because I, I turned down the opportunity. I, I had already said, thanks, but no thanks. Um, this isn't for me. And, and the, the, you know, the women were asking, okay, well, why did you turn that down? I mean, doesn't, let's talk about the values piece. And I realized that, wow, I think I just made a huge mistake by turning down that role because it really did align my values and I had turned it down for other reasons that really shouldn't have been that important to me. And so it was a great kind of opportunity to be able to bounce those ideas, to have people challenged, to really kind of focus on what's most important uh, and, and to give me confidence to change my mind and, and go back and say, yes, this is something that I want to do. And I did. And it's, it's just made a, a huge difference uh, in my career, my satisfaction, my happiness. So it's, it's made a huge impact. I remember that call so much because we were all like, Sarah, you, you got to call him back. And it was like, <laughs> it was I'm like, gosh, what do I even say? Um, but yeah, that you did give me the confidence to say, okay, yeah, this is, this I, I I did have a change of heart and and to be able to be transparent with them about why, which I think made a huge difference too. And it's so interesting. It was it was a pushback for you specifically, but it was almost like a pushback of like the recruitment process. Like, well, I can't call them back because I had already told them no. And we're like, but can't you? Why? Why? <laughs> and so right. so you kind of rewrote the roles there, and it kind of gave you even more not negotiating power, but more clarity with them on the kind of leader that you are. And that's where you are today. And I love that that's your story there. Well, and it, and it also told me a lot about the organization. They were amazing about it and arms wide open. And it just, it, it made me really confident that I'd made the right choice there. GK, what about you? What pivotal moments or aha moments did you have within the program? You know, as Sarah pointed out, I mean, I think we had similar experiences, but for me, the core thing was really around values, you know, what I thought my values were. And then um, I don't know if you guys, uh, guys remember, even during the course of us, you know, moving on from values to other things that we should be considering as part of our career growth or personal growth, I realized that my values I kept constantly going back and rethinking, are these really my values? And it actually changed. 
uh, you know, what I thought my values were, uh, were a combination of what I thought I should be my values rather than what were my values sometimes. And that was a huge eye-opening experience for me in, in figuring out what do I care about actually and, and where do I want to be, uh, both from a personal perspective and from a professional perspective. So to me, that was huge. The other one is around boundaries. I... You know, as I mentioned earlier, I still struggle with boundaries, um, but knowing that I can have boundaries, that was almost, you would think that would be a given, but recognizing that for myself and for others is was a huge <laughs> a learning opportunity for me because, you know, sometimes you're like, okay, you are in a particular position, your job, and you think you have to be available all the time or whatever other you know, blurring of boundaries that happens. And, and that was, that was huge as well. Yeah. I think there's a theme, even in our conversation now of this insight of what are my values versus what I think they should be versus what they really are. And then this idea of, can I have boundaries? And yes, I can. It's almost like this idea of giving yourself permission to, to be fulfilled really. That's exactly it. I mean, you would think it's very self-evident and people should just know it, but we don't internalize it most of the times and we don't recognize it for ourselves, even as leaders. Sometimes I've, I've noticed that I do recognize it for my team. I say, don't, you know, even if I send you an email, do not respond or you're on vacation, I'm not, nobody should be pinging them, but I don't do it for myself. I feel like, you know, as a leader, I should be available all the time. And, and having that boundary for everyone, I think, is healthy in the long term. So you mentioned, GK, kind of this idea of um, impact of leadership, right, and kind of modeling behavior. So can you all talk about what has the, the impact on your leadership now have been with your teams now that you know your values? Are you leading differently? Are you leading in different ways? Are you having different conversations with team, maybe at work, at home? What do you think about that? Sarah, I'll, I'll start with you if that's okay. I, I think so, because again, it goes back to the values piece and the self-reflection. And so I find that, you know, every month or so it's, it, you know, if I find myself maybe not feeling as connected, I'll go back and relook at those values. And it also has helped me in communicating with the team. So um, especially with my direct leaders, it's also giving them a framework to talk about what's most important to them, you know, so what are their values and how do we align or, or not? And if we don't, that's fine. Just understanding what that looks like for both of us, I think has really helped in terms of, of that direct relationship. But then also I think putting yourself in situations where, where you can shine, right. That really does, um, does resonate and, and there are ways, I think, even from a leadership perspective, to approach your job where it does align to values. So you, you don't have to be stuck with, okay, well, here's specifically what my job requires. I think there's a lot of opportunity to say, okay, if something like, um, I'll take the belonging one, if something like belonging is really important to you, then how do you create an environment that allows you to really thrive there? And how do you make sure that you're continuing to kind of go back and, and do that gut check? You know, because I think now I, I, I know the signs, right, of, okay, of, of misalignment. So it just, it helped because it happens. I mean, there's, and as GK said, too, sometimes those values shift and change. 
So I think that gut check um, just really helps because I find whenever I'm more in alignment, then I'm absolutely more effective. So just that's made a big difference. Jen, what about you? Any um, impact on leadership, team, how you interact? I think it's actually given me a lot more confidence in the conversations that I need to have because in all of our roles, we need to have tough conversations. And, you know, there's times that we have to push back quite a bit, you know, and one of the things that I noticed as a value that changed for me that I didn't realize, you know, I thought I was supposed to have certain values in the beginning and that's what I focused on. But then one of them that really popped up during this journey was authenticity. And I found that because I value that so much, it gave me confidence in some of our, our dialogues and our conversations that we had to have is speaking from that place of authenticity to the point where it really could change the conversations that we needed to have. And you know, having that confidence and speaking true to myself, I think made me, you know, has been continuing, you know, to make me um, a stronger leader where before I was leading from a different place that really didn't align with what my true values were. It was what I thought it had to be. And then there's this whole other piece to, you know, just touching a little bit back on boundaries is same as GK, I struggle still to make sure that I stick to my boundaries that I, I place. So it's, it's a growing learning. It's like, I'm learning more and more, but I find as, you know, my confidence grows through by leading from a place of my, where my values are, that I'm able to stick to those boundaries more often and lead through example um, and help my leadership team saying, okay, this is where, you know, we need to stick at for our boundaries and, and lead collectively um, as role models. What about you, GK? You know what Sarah and Jen said resonated with me. Modeling behaviors is an excellent way of creating the culture that you want in your organization, right? Um, And so I am very cognizant of making sure that, you know, we respect boundaries of people. So I see that when I say, I don't want you to be available, I want you to take off, now people are starting to believe me as a new leader in the organization because I don't reach out to them. I, um, you know, I, I make sure that um, everybody's cognizant of family time and that you let them take that time. Um, like I pointed out earlier, I now have to channel that back to myself and make sure <laughs> that, you know, uh, my peers and my management is also aware of what we are trying to achieve as a team and how what the culture is that we're sitting together as a team versus what we say we should be doing. And then that's very difficult actually, because everything seems important. Everything seems, you know, oh my gosh, you know, uh, the thing is on fire, but uh, the question really becomes how do we make sure that we have systems in place to respond to the extremities of you know certain things happening in any environment or organization accommodate that within the values that we set as an organization and the behavior we expect uh, to set the culture for our organization it's a long journey i think we all learn as we try to do it implement it you know pivot a little bit be agile <laughs> 
uh, to use an IT term around it and, and see how we land. But the focus is always on what is the culture that we want for our organization and how do we make sure it's the right environment and the best way for people to work in. I like how you um, you made even the designation there, GK, between you're impacting your direct team, like your direct reports, and you know everybody in in your your line, your leadership line, right? But you're you also mentioned your peers, right? And I think sometimes we don't talk about that a lot. And a really big component of this program that you were all in was it is peer based. You're learning from each other. So I wonder, um, I wonder how has your leadership that you've learned, how has it helped you even influence the peers that you have now too within your organizations respectively? I would say, you know, the organization itself is is pretty is aligned to the cultural norms that I've wanted to work in so it's it's much easier than if there was a huge difference in the values that you have and the organizational values right so in that way i would say it has been an easier journey in terms of that uh, what has probably been a little bit more let's say challenging has really been top to bottom the horizontal and vertical uh, mingling of teams, right? There are other teams, there are uh, outside influences and stuff like that. How do we extend what we have, we are building or we have built and extending out outside of our sphere of influence, right? And that that has been a little bit of a challenge for me, I would say, rather than how we uh, interact within the team itself. That is a more known entity. Yeah. Um, it's it's really even outside of our department, our organization. How do we make sure that those values and culture is is extended? For me, the most important thing has been having the confidence that what I'm doing is the right. That was what was missing, I think, for me before the cohort was. Even if I thought there was a certain culture that needs to exist within an organization, I wasn't quite confident that. I believed in it <laughs> sometimes, and this has helped me kind of say, yeah, you know, I've I've done me, I've done enough work on myself to know that I believe this, and I'm confident that my belief for myself and uh, for my organization is right. I love the add of the confidence though too, because I think a recurring theme of not just your cohort but many of the cohorts um, that I've had in this program is this idea that, you know, I like the second guessing or the limiting beliefs and or am I the person to do X, Y, Z? And what I loved about especially this cohort was the almost like each other's hype squads, right, is to say, you know, yeah, that is the leader that you are and you should confidently show up that way. You have you all have tremendous careers and track records, right? But to I think so I, I love that it's the authenticity but also the confidence to do it. What else in terms of uh, outcomes was not surprising but um, that you were most proud of I guess in your in your journeys? I think it was just um, and I sound a little bit like a broken record but it, but it was that staying true right that is okay if this is what's important to me then how can I have my decisions lead with that? So my decisions are based on the, those values and, and being and being aligned to that, which I, I think has made 
a big difference. So I, I am really proud of that. And, and, and honestly, you know, the, the support I got from, from this group in particular, um, but also, you know, just the respect and support I get, you know, organizationally, whenever you do really lead with that, I think, I think makes a big, a big difference. So I think that that piece is, is something that I've consistently, you know, tried, try, as I said before, like really tried to go back and say, okay, let's, let's, stick with this path, but let's also reassess to make sure that that's still the right way to go. And, and a lot of what I found is that when there are conflicts organizationally or with other people or cross-functionally, most of the time, you know, maybe a, a misalignment of values, but a lot of time it's a misalignment of uh, incentives, you know, so what people are incentivized to do or how they're incentivized to behave. Um, so I think really understanding that piece and that it's not, you know, that someone doesn't want to, to help you or to meet a certain objective, but understanding, again, the values, the alignment, um, I think has made a, a big difference in overall effectiveness, too. Jen, what are you most proud of or some of the outcomes of the of the program? I think it's coming back to having more confidence in myself and because I know it, it's going back to, I know I'm being true to my values. I know I'm being my authentic self. And I think that actually helps me show up better. And I'm able to show up and be more effective more quickly at the workplace, um, you know, being sought out as that trusted advisor, just because they're seeing, you know, again, somebody that is, you know, authentic and, and leading from a, a place of care and concern, but, you know, not shying away from those tough conversations that we have to have. And so I think it's a lot more confidence that I'm on the, the path that is right for me. GK, what about you kind of most proud moments? I think being on the journey for me, uh, I see this as a marathon and not a sprint. So just pulling myself back into my values, you know, the things that I learned with all these fantastic women around me and then continuing to not lose sight of it and continuing to practice it really i'm hoping to work towards being really really proud of myself <laughs> it's it's just sometimes it's so easy to forget let go you know um not ask yourself am i living my values it, it's so easy to walk away from it right i mean not because we don't trust our values is because we let the chaos of day-to-day -day activities get to us and so just reminding myself once in a while, like I have a reminder to go back and, you know, reread some of the things, uh, some of the materials uh, and say, okay, what am I thinking about it now? Do I still believe in what I said my values were? Have they changed, right? At least once a quarter, that's, that's my goal. So I'm proud that I'm taking that step towards continually reminding myself of the experience and the learning that I've had uh, in my journey. And I, and I think, Laura, there's one of the exercises that you had us do that was almost like, okay, if you're, if you're living this value, then what does that actually look like? Like what, what, what are you doing or seeing or how are you behaving? What's happening? And I, I was actually going back and looking at that. Like, okay, well that makes it much more tangible. <laughs> like if I'm seeing or experiencing these things, then that's in alignment. Right. So I think that part really helps to make it very tangible. Yeah, I think it's a good 
like guidepost through the chaos because I don't think you know it is there is so much chaos right now given you know in the work environments and the high pressure environment and it's just it's such a good guidepost um to help navigate that it makes me so happy to know that you all go back to some of the exercises and kind of just ground yourself in what matters most to you and your values and it feels like it's helps you make decisions um, and it gives you confidence. So I'm just so I'm so proud of all of you. And I know like to GK's point, it is a marathon, not a sprint, right? So the idea is that this was one development journey on on probably many of yours in your career. So I just I'm so proud of you for investing in yourself to do it. But I'm also just wondering what else is on the horizon for you all in terms of are you continuing to develop yourself? Is that through critical experiences at work? What does that look like for you now? Yeah, I mean, I think um, really the question, I mean, it, it might sound very metaphysical, but <laughs> the question really is, am I the best version of myself that I can be? both as a person and, and in my professional life, right? And what does that mean for me? And is that aligned to what is really important to me and my values? So I think really um, it has been the spark to continually figure out who you want to be as a person, which reflects in who you want to be as a leader and where you want to be with your career. Sometimes we can just go, okay, here's the next level, here's the next title, um, you know, without really thinking, is this really fulfilling my aspirations, like my deepest aspirations? I'm just opening up to see what are my deepest aspirations? What do I really want to be at the end of the day? What about you, Sarah? I've actually just been amazing, continued, you know, individual coaching, which has been a great kind of, okay, let's chat again, challenge assumptions, you know, and, and that's huge just to have kind of that pushback of is the right, right things. And another way to think about it is, you know, is there something I'm missing here? So I, so I think that has been really helpful for me. Um, I think also, you know, it's one thing to align to values, but it, it, the values also don't give you an out to do things that are hard, you know, so there might be things that you have to do that are, that maybe aren't natural to you or aren't natural tendencies, or maybe are a little outside of your comfort or a lot outside of your comfort zone, um, which, you know, as leaders, we all have to do. So, so it's really kind of, also gut checking, you know, and making sure that I'm, I am um, voluntarily entering those situations and, and finding, um, finding my voice in those situations. And that's always, that's been something that it's okay. You know, I can, I can kind of sit back and say, okay, well, I'm only going to do things that fit kind of this, be my authentic self as we've talked about, but at the same time, you really have to, to push those boundaries and, be able to find opportunities that um, aren't in that comfort zone, but they're absolutely necessary um, to be effective. So finding those opportunities has been important. What about you, Jen? Kind of the idea of development as evolution. Yeah. I think for me, it's, it's more digging into the things that I want to dig in and not into the things that I thought that I had to. And so you know, sometimes at least in HR, you think that there's a fairly prescribed path at times, but th there's really not. And I think part of like my journey is taking it to where 
what's really interesting and where I want to go with it and investing in different areas that I didn't think that, that I would before. And that's really exciting because I think that that's like, you know, I'm really moving my, my mental muscle here on new things that I wouldn't have before. It's exciting, exciting times. Well, I want to just thank you so much to each of you. It was so fun to be in this space again together. We haven't all been together in a while. So this was a great spot of my week to reconnect with all of you. And just thank you so much for sharing your stories with everyone. How would it feel to go into every job opportunity or boardroom without hesitation? because you have a clear value system that guides you. How would it feel to have renewed energy and focus to put your skill set to work by stepping out of things that are not meant for you and actually prioritizing your own needs, reaching that career milestone that you want and establishing the legacy that you know you're here to leave with your authentic leadership. I am thrilled to be opening enrollment for our You Belong in the C-Suite group coaching program. This program is for leaders who are ready to step into the next level of their career without sacrificing everything and their values to get it. You belong in the C-suite and it's time that you start believing it. The world needs more diversity and authenticity in the top jobs at organizations. You are ready. You have what it takes to get there. And I'm going to show you the skills that it takes to thrive there. Learn more at thecatchgroup.com slash group coaching. That's thecatchgroup.com slash group coaching. I want to thank you so much for listening to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. If you are enjoying this content, please remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. By leaving a review, you are helping others find this content. We will be featuring five-star reviews on air in upcoming episodes. Editing and support for the podcast is done by S&E Podcast Management. To get more tips and tools to help you live a life guided by your values, go to thecatchgroup.com. Keep your boundaries and take care. <laughs>